Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the Luke and the Pete Show. I am the Pete part of the Luke and Pete Show. I'm joined by the Luke part of the Luke and Pete Show. And he sounds like this. Good day. <laughs> Good day, everyone. <laughs> I uh, there's, a, there's a person, I, there's a video game journalist I listen to uh, quite a lot by virtue of the fact she just does a lot of uh, work. Um, and I quite like uh, the, the company she works for. And she has a really quite well um, like rounded kind of like fancy accent like a fancy kind of london accent uh, her diction is excellent she 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 speaks very well um but then i heard her on a podcast recently and she just switched like that into the broadest geordie accent i've ever heard in my life it was amazing wow i was like how have you managed to disguise a geordie accent so so well uh, and uh, and it's something that i find myself doing in, in in the south because you just literally can't get a lot of stuff done talking uh but Pete, with the hartlepool accent did you, and obviously I'm well-versed in listening to you, so I can probably understand mm. you really easily now, but do, do you think that if someone said to you, you've got to do an episode of a show and they were going to get someone to listen to it and they can't, mm. they can't be able to tell whether you're from the South or not, do you reckon you could do it? Um, no, I don't think I could. That's why I think it's incredible. That yeah, they, I don't think I you just, could either because you no can only one. say there's nothing wrong with that and sound like a something. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. <laughs> do you reckon your, yeah, your you accent did... softened though? It must have done, right? Um, yeah, by kind of uh, hook or by crook. I think I think just by living in London, people find it occasionally hard to to understand what you're saying, um, and and especially non-native English speakers as well. If, if English is a second language, you kind of have to meet people halfway sometimes. So you do find yourself kind of work like modifying your accent a little bit. But then when I'm back on, when I used to do like a, a show on Absolute, I used to st- so not ham it up a little bit, but I used to return to how I would probably speak in Hartlepool because it's just, I, it, it's a slightly friendlier accent, I would say. It absolutely does my head in when people have um, radio <laughs> radio voices. Like whether it's yeah, their, but like, their native but like, accent I, I, or what, it's just so mm, annoying. But no, but like I think you you... You're on, I think, more than anything else. So you relax into like a, an accent you use every day because you're forced into a particular accent. But I think when you're speaking to nobody, I think there's a mixture of feeling very comfortable uh, and also accentuating a, a, your, a bit of yourself a little bit more and feeling like you have to give a little bit more of yourself. Yeah, I know what you mean. I understand that. I, I, you've, I, got, um... like, you've got you've got like a reading voice. When you have to read something, I can definitely tell when you're reading something simply because you you kind of um, enunciate and your accent changes a little bit. Yeah, because when I first started out doing this, I've had no training at all, and I, if I listen back to myself like ten years ago, my god, it sounds so bad. But now I always sounded very depressed. <laughs> oh, really? It's funny how our own perception yeah. of each of ourselves changes because I mm. I feel now that I've I have to concentrate to not speak too fast, particularly if I'm trying to make a point I'm passionate about because I'm mm. naturally a very fast speaker. And I don't know if people, as you say, particularly people who don't have English as a first language would even be able to understand me. And when mm. I listen, it's quite interesting when we work on um, 
on other podcasts or we develop new podcasts. Like when I did stuff with the revisiting girls, like Laura Kirk and that particularly, who people would have heard on this show, um, she had never done any broadcasting before, but her voice is absolutely brilliant. Like from, from right. she's just naturally very, very talented at, at broadcasting. Mm. Her voice, her diction, her elocution is amazing. And um, it kind of depressed me a little bit. So it took me about eight or nine years to do anything that people could even understand. And she comes out with this perfectly <laughs> formed like way of like speaking. So it's, it does vary from person to person. But I, I, the reason I, I rally, rally against um, this radio voice type thing is purely because uh, when I was at university and I did media and there were a lot of local radio types on my course, they were just all gatekeeping weirdos about local radio. And they always spoke completely differently on air than they did off air. And they were just, to be honest, they were just twats and it really put me yeah. off it. And, and I thought, and what it made me think was there is no future for me in this industry because I can't do that. And I don't ever want to do that. And so it was really, it was really annoying. And so I think I've probably got a bit of prejudice from, from that. And I understand that most people in radio and local radio are great and really lovely. But at that point, I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder about it. Well, if you if you look at like television and certainly radio like 20, 25 years ago, um, it was all either people speaking in that weird kind of cod transatlantic kind of yeah. Hey, how's it guys? Splitting. Kind of, yeah, splitting the uh, hairs there. Uh, talking like that. Um, Dave Clifton. Or, yeah, you Dave Clifton's or you um, Smashing Nice and stuff like that. Or just massive RP on uh, Radio 4. And then you look at, um, and then regional voices started coming in, your Lauren Laverne's and, and stuff like yeah. that. Um, and I was when I was watching um, Gogglebox, Celebrity Gogglebox over the weekend, um, Ryland was on. Now, that's an accent you as a presenter he's probably one of the first presenters who has that kind of accent yes it's Him, a real broad Essex russell one. brand kind of like estuary kind of those kind of accents where they, you just never heard them before people like russell i think russell brand and him are the only two people who um as, as, as certainly on the male side of things were are allowed to kind of be presenters but talk like that if that makes any sense I wouldn't even put Russell Brown in that category purely because he's so idiosyncratic that it, I don't think right. there's much. I don't think many people would, unless they took a real interest, would even know he's from Essex. But Ryland, absolutely. And that is a, obviously a mm. symptom of everyone being um, introduced to those wildly popular uh, The Only Way is Essex type shows where you yeah. you see a whole generation of those people who come through to prominence through those reality shows. And I, I find that really interesting, actually, because the, the only way is Essex. I'm not overly familiar with it, but a lot of my friends uh, watch it and I kind of know a little bit about it. And the reason mm. that's interesting to me is because I might be wrong on this and people will get in touch if I am. And I'm sure there are people out there who know a lot more about it than me. But what it seems like it is to me is that we have a whole load of snobbery about that show and about those people on it because they are the first generation of people who've come up through um, a background of their parents being self-made wealthy people, right? So they've moved, they've right. uh, invariably- Who moved out made, from the East End. Yeah, they've made their money in London, they've moved to Essex, and they've mm. made so much money that their children effectively haven't had to work traditional jobs. So it's actually no yeah. different at all to the aristocracy. But because it's mm. seen as nouveau riche in quotes, and because it's seen as being a little bit common, people are a lot more prejudiced about it. And I find that a really interesting uh, insight into the British mentality. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, yeah, hugely. Uh, but you see, uh, but you see that sort of everywhere. You saw that with, when, when um, 
I, I've got that myself. If I hear like somebody from Newcastle who's got a very posh accent, they live out in the you know sticks and, and they've never had to adopt like a, a really rich kind of jolly twang. I always sort of feel a bit like oh, you're not a real you're not a real Newcastle supporter or something. <laughs> right. Okay, when I'm yeah. when I'm not in from bloody Newcastle, I live down the road. You know, and and my accent. Yeah. Every time I listen back to like a f- football ramble or something, I'm on. I sort of go, God, my accent is so. It's changed so much since I since I left the North East. It, it right. really has. For reasons outside my control, but also reasons very much inside my control, being understood, being well, one of them. Because of, of some of the things that you've done, you have to try and disguise yourself from them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's but, why but, I've got but, a false but, nose on. Yeah, the only way is Essex point I was just making there, and the class system in the UK is, is fascinating to me in a way because um, obviously my, my in laws are all American and um, I've got yeah. a very large American continue basically a very large american family now which i've inherited which is amazing and i find it fascinating and really uh rewarding and enriching to learn about different cultures which people will snigger at because they go well it's only american but actually american culture is very very different to british culture if you Mm. get inside it and the one thing that's fascinating to me and 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 that they find in my experience they find very interesting is the british class system because there's just not really any class system at all in that way in the us now there are clearly very very difficult situations socially in the us which are defined you know largely across things like race and 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 that kind of thing but mm. in terms of an old fashioned class system they just don't have it and it's not on their I radar i mean they 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 do, but they're not cognizant of it because they seem to think because it's all built into, um, you know, the American dream, the capitalist, you know, a capitalist construct, effectively, of it people, you know, working themselves out of poverty, which you know, yeah. by and large, doesn't necessarily happen. So people don't in America resent wealth uh, like we do. Yeah, absolutely. Especially that's that's absolutely gifted. true. Um, speaking of wealth, have you seen the new story that broke the other day? You lo- I love this. I don't know anything about it really, but it's absolutely brilliant to me because um, mm. he's a character that I find endlessly fascinating. And I know you do too. But did you see that Elon Musk wiped $14 billion off Tesla's share price, off their value, total value, with one tweet? <laughs> he tweeted did, yeah. right, the other day say, just <laughs> simply saying Tesla stock price too high in my opinion 14 billion dollars came off it well I'm fairly certain I mean I'm, he's gonna well he might get in trouble he might not get in trouble he seems to get away with a lot I mean that accusation of uh, you know that, 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 that yeah. minor yeah, I didn't guy. see too much um, about that but I was really surprised I mean, based on the um, on the very very threadbare news I saw of it admittedly it, it was very surprised when that, that came out yeah, I said minor paedophile guy. I mean, a man who was accused of being a paedophile by uh, the billionaire. Is he a billionaire? Certainly yeah. a very rich man. Yeah. Uh, Elon Musk. He managed to call a man with no proof a sex offender and then somehow get away with it. Now, I'm no legal expert, but how the minor, I think he's from the Northeast, actually, how that man managed, I don't know who who uh, represented him, but it must have been some kind of better call Saul kind of situation. <laughs> How he managed to, managed to lose that case, I do not know. Incredible, incredible. Elon Musk he, uh, is worth forty billion dollars, by the way. Forty billion. Jesus it's not Christ! Even, it's not even narrow. Len, He's a massive, Len, massive. Len can, Len Kanye, a couple, will you? He's, um, <laughs> well, he, Just me he's saying that is an insult to Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> but he, um, he's been told before. I think he's not allowed to tweet uh, or speak in any public uh, um, forum. About the share price, or about well, you the think that would be a no-brainer? Financially, well, that's why it's surprising. Without without speaking to shareholders first, 
and yeah, I, I don't re- I don't really know enough about money or finance or the markets. Obviously, I don't. But I think he might actually get into trouble for doing that. He's definitely not allowed to do that. No, I think I think he might be in the top ten wealthiest people in the world. Musk, he's mm. got to be oh, right yeah. up there. It's certainly top twenty. And, it, and he is, and he is worshipped by some of the strangest men i know <laughs> i think it's and that sounds something this people listening imagine I know, right? you, you you listen to pete imagine the strangest people that pete knows that's the thing but that's a mind-blowing <laughs> statement that yeah when, when i get together with the weirdest people i know we sort of sit around a, an old wooden table nights the round table kind of situation we talk about so my dress is really even nice <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> and then we go out and do some uh, cosplay in the, i'm dressed in, as a in, witcher in <laughs> um, Pete, you know what oh, we should do? That's a great idea for a podcast series, right? So you are the strangest person I know. You've described right. yourself as a pathologically strange man. We should mm. fo- we should call it the the, stra- the 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 strange quest, and we mm. you basically tell us the strangest person you know. We go and find yeah. them, then they tell us the and strangest they person find... they know, and I reckon we come all the way back round to normal again. Eight I episodes, it would... Spotify exclusives. Just... They'll take it. I just... Second episode, it would just go racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would. It would, to be it fair. Yeah, that's a shame. It'd be very anti-Semitic almost immediately. Yeah. Um, uh, not that I hang out with any anti-Semites. Uh, no, well, <laughs> six degrees well, separation. Not you, that you, I know of. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. Another story I'm that I... I'm party, I guess. <laughs> Stop it. Another story Stop that it. I found that broke on the same day as Elon what? Musk having another meltdown was and pete this is as a, as a as a former employee of a zoo yourself this is going to hit home to you so just sit down steal yeah. yourself for this um a number of zoos apparently around the world are reporting that their animals are becoming lonely because of a lack of visitors <laughs> oh no so apparently uh and, and i'll tell you that the 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 um the killer absolute awful uh, statement quote I'll, I'll save for the end so so steal yourself for that there's a load of zoos that have obviously um regular feeding times like a meet the public mm. type feeding time where they you know we can oh, have a debate they, they expect to see people yeah and so they come out at a certain right. time of the day and they expect to be fed and see people and they don't and it's really upsetting for them i know zoos have some questions to answer around ethics and stuff but i'm not proposing we get into that now but um a couple of uh, zookeepers and, and zoologists are saying that you know the, um, they're used to visitors. They always come up and have a look and they like to interact. And particularly mm. giraffes have, have found it very difficult in a certain wildlife park in New Zealand. But the worst part of this story was a zoologist from Dublin Zoo simply said, the animals are wondering what's happened to everyone. <laughs> Isn't that really sad? I th- I uh, I think that's a very definition of the unreliable narrator. I would say <laughs> in any story, a zookeeper is watching the animals. And how does he know what's happening? <laughs> yeah, how does he know? How yeah. does he know? But there's a there's a particular uh, bird called a minor bird that I think famously mimics um, noises that it hears, and it's been proven or shown right. to mimic chainsaws and all sorts. And it's been shown as a bit. I think in the past it's been held up as a uh, as a uh, fight as a, as a kind of symbol in the fight against deforestation because certain mm. minor birds will obviously mimic other birds calls traditionally but they've they've been witnessed mimicking chainsaws and car engines because of the deforestation but anyway yeah they're very social birds and diner the miner in um in uh, phoenix zoo has been very steady, very upset. Elon, steady 
And the, 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 apparently, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they're, go, they're, having, they're having to um, come up with solutions to curb loneliness in some of these animals because it's very, very difficult for their mental state, which of course can affect their physical health. So, it's a really sad and probably unpredicted um, aspect of, of lockdown all over the world. Um, this is happening to animals, so very, very sad. Well, two things there. Um, there is a uh, unlovable bar in Kobe in Japan uh, that has live penguins in a little tank, uh, and um, yeah, don't go there. Don't give them money. Don't go there. Well, I, I, it was called Happy Feet, and I thought, oh, that's a cute name for a bar. Oh my god! Is that why you only stayed there for eight hours? <laughs> well, the best thing. Well, I think I'd preface every story with. I've probably told you about this in the, on the podcast before, but a particularly. I'm not going to say arrogant, but certainly full of himself chap that I uh, went out there with. He uh, walked into the bar and, was, and just did like a big circle of the bar, looking around what's going on, pressing things, touching things, completely missed the fact that there were live penguins like basically just cavorting around behind uh, where he was sitting. It was very, very enjoyable. Uh, but also, what was my other point about the animals or something? Uh, um, that um, gif that uh, somebody sent around this morning of a monkey trying to steal a child. Yeah, that was chilling. Right. I saw that in the morning. I thought, right, it's just a little family, little family, they're just a family hanging out. And then a little monkey runs into frame, just grabs a toddler. And a couple of them go, ha-ha, he's trying to grab the toddler. And then the monkey really goes to, to grab this, kidnap this toddler, basically. What I missed from that scene was that the monkey rode in on a fucking motorbike. Yeah. There's so many questions. Incredible. So many questions. You could it write was a like book a, the on thing that. was, Pete. It was, and the people who won't have seen this, we'll try and share it on Twitter. But it was probably, I would say, a small monkey, like a macaque or something, right? Yeah. And, and it was on a monkey-sized motorbike. It wasn't on a <laughs> massive motorbike that it's learned how to ride. No. It was. It was specifically no. built for the size of animal that it was that it was riding it. Where's that? Where are they making mo- monkey-sized motorbikes specifically for monkeys? Oh, it was very angular, though. It could have been one of Elon Musk's. That's all I'm saying. How can it? Why? Why did it, it might get its tail caught in there? Chain. It's a good point, actually. Yeah. Be careful. Gotta be careful, guys. I think the toddler, the toddler was trend. fine. It was a bit yes, shaken yes, up. Yes, it was I'm, fine. I'm sure it's fine. But just an in- incredible scene. I never thought I'd uh, see. Quite frankly, I don't think any of us did. Um, no. <laughs> um, but I mean, they are in certain parts of the world. They're full on, aren't they, monkeys? I mean, there's that Carl Pilkington oh, episode where he gets all his all his food stolen and. They just. I, I, he, he I, goes, in, I remember being in Malaysia and having a banana in my, the back pocket of, of my jeans and, and a monkey coming off and stealing it. And to be honest, in the grand scheme of things, that's monkey 101, isn't it? That is, that is they love yeah. bananas, so I shouldn't have had yeah. it in my back pocket. But the thing, Carl, Carl Pilkin did one where he went in quite an adorable way. He went into this little place in India, I think it was, to, and he thought, or Thailand or whatever, and he's like, I'm going to feed these monkeys because they're wild and they like being fed. And he had the best intentions, and he went in there... Um, with, an, with a packet of Monster Munch. I mean, don't feed monkeys Monster Munch, but I mean, I'm sure they eat all sorts of Why stuff. Why is he exporting Monster Munch for crying out loud? But, but so he opens a packet of Monster Munch. I think he's preparing to take a crisp out and feed them one by one. Within mm. about three seconds, the monkey has stolen the packet and another monkey's stolen the second packet. He's got in his pocket and that's it. That's the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> they saw him coming quite literally. I've told you before, when Steve-O came into XFM, uh, all he had in his bag was Red Bull and uh, Monster Munch. Incredible. Steve-O from Jackass. Steve-O from Jackass. Or as my friend repeatedly calls it, annoyingly, Jackass. It's not not Jackass, is it? It's the title, and you've got to go with it. Let's have a little break, Pete. When we come back, I've got a couple more tweets to round up, and then we'll do some emails, mate.
All right. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We could call it... Peter Mark's colossal tussle. <laughs> but we didn't. We called it Wrestle Me. Wrestle Me, Mark. <laughs> Wrestle Me, Peter. A celebration of all things WrestleMania and beyond. And you may be thinking, I'm not really into wrestling. Well, don't worry. There's something for everyone. To be honest, it's mainly about stuff like this. So hang on. Easy Lover was the original theme on WrestleMania. And, it was. And... Someone heard it on the radio and went, that sums up everything about <laughs> WrestleMania to me. <laughs> And this. You can really see the old back acne on test. Yeah. <laughs> and this. Is it worth reminding people of what earthquake John Tenter looked like at 23 years old? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and this. For the record, Marty has made it very clear, and I agree and believe him, that he has never, A, had sex with his daughter, or B, wanted to have sex with his daughter. And the people behind the face paint doing the most unique job in the entire world. Get it wherever you get your podcasts. That's Wrestle Me. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Pete. And we're back with a little Pete shot. I've still not told uh, Luke about the um, floating hotel. The hotel... Uh, What's that? Hey Gum Gang. We'll get to it next week. I promised it last week, but I'll, I'll do oh, it next week. I'm I forgot about that. That's all right. I, I told you to remind me, but why should it be your problem? No, I've it's got my own stuff to remember. Um, <laughs> Peter, we got an email. T- we got, no, I've got a tweet first. All right, cool. We've got a tweet from Word SOS on uh, Twitter. I don't know the, their real name, um, but they say, if you woke up and Luke was Pete and Pete was Luke, what would you both do? Um, obviously, no one believes you in this situation. Only the two of you know. Uh, what would you do? Right, hang on. You need to run, run that by me again. Sorry. So like, it's like a body swap comedy type thing. You wake up and you're okay. me and I wake up and I'm you and no yeah. one knows apart from us and no one believes us. 
I mean, I'd have to get better at, uh, well, organisation, uh, cooking, <laughs> running. You've not gone for a run for a while there, Luke. Yeah, I know. I'd, I'd love to be tall, though. Oh, I'd be brilliant at that. I'd I, just be walking around the streets going, I did fuck the social distancing. I'd be like, look how tall I am, everybody. I can see over this hedge. I'd probably spend a lot of time looking at my own tattoos. <laughs> and I'd also... You've got, you've got one as well. So don't, we, that's we, true. We're both, we're both inked. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be looking forward. That's the thing. So I don't really like Chinese food, but I think I'd be, I'd have to get involved yeah. with it to show you'd have that to, you'd I'm have, you. You'd have MSG. You'd have like, you'd have like terrible MSG come down. So you'd have to maintain a level of uh, monosodium glutamate. <laughs> terrible something come downs, Peter. Mm. You wouldn't know any of my passwords. Also, but if I wake, if I wake up and I'm you, do I wake mm-hmm. up in my own house, but I'm you, or do I wake up and I'm you in your house? Um, no, I, no, we, no, I'd wake up in your house. Um, no, oh, that is chilly. Ra- the, I don't want to talk ramific- about that. The ra- <laughs> yeah, I mean, the ram, I mean, you can write your own stories, but the ramifications, uh, you know, very different situations. I live alone. Um, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, uh, so yeah, thanks for your email. <laughs> <laughs> One Bye. more tweet from Brian who says, sadly, my grandfather passed away recently, but upon beginning sorting through his belongings, we discovered some incredible items. He had two mm-hmm. national awards for decoding Morse code. And he appears okay. to have been a spy or some kind of operative in Africa at some point. He also had shares in a number of big companies. We knew none of this, and neither did his wife, my grandmother. What are the discoveries others have made about someone they thought they knew? We're not going to answer that, because that could get a bit depressing. But that is a fascinating <laughs> story. Well, that's the thing. We saw this generation... I mean, we do a podcast every week. There is nothing... You guys who are listening right now know everything about me. There's nothing off the table. I've spoken about everything. It's just one of those things. Like, you, you, you will know everything about me. So we're so kind of used to sharing and oversharing and being, you know, you'd probably say slightly conceited about how we present that information. So, like, men and women back in the day just had secrets and they took them to the grave and they never spoke about them because they just either didn't think they were interesting or they just thought it was the right thing to do. So, yeah, nowadays it would be, you know, the five-part podcast series or Instagram page. Oh, 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 yeah, I mean, I mean that is a large part of the reason why the male suicide rate is, was, is it was and is through the roof. But yes, I do. Okay. I do take the point. Abs- absolutely what you're saying is, is completely correct. Like there's a generation <laughs> of, a whole generation of particularly men more than one generation for years and years who never really spoke about anything. You know, I know people now who I find fascinating and have had amazing lives, but they don't really spend too much time talking about it. And you and I are the opposite to that. We've not had interesting lives and we never no. shut up. Exactly. Well, veterans, veterans always say that they'll only ever speak about what went on, um, you know, during their, during their work abroad, let's say, or even at home um, with other veterans because they just don't feel comfortable talking about it with anyone who hadn't experienced similar situations. And yeah, the, the but those people are no good to us. They're not going to email us, are they? <laughs> no, they're probably not, to be honest. No. But they're not going to help us win the ratings war, are they? <laughs> oh, is there a war? Oh, God. <laughs> are, we, are we ratings veterans? Yeah. yeah. Um, hello at lukeandpeacher.com is the email address to get in touch. I mean, for mm. every man who sits there not speaking about his problems, you have a man like um, James, who we heard about on Monday, who sent us a four-paragraph email about Nike tennis socks, and they're the kind of people we like. Um, so do keep exactly. your emails coming in. I've got, an, I've got an email here from just deciding which one to do. Um, I'll, okay. I'm going to do this one from um, from Nathan, 
who says, hi, guys, I uh, was listening to a recent episode where Luke mentioned proposing to his wife at the top of the old man of store in Sky. Um, okay. I, enjoy, I enjoyed the story because it was far more successful than the journey I had to the same place. Last winter, I drove the North Coast 500 in a camper van on my own. And that's the big road that goes all the way around the top of Scotland, for those who don't know. And on the way back down, I visited Sky. After climbing the little mountain, rude, to see Storm, little mountain. I got back to the van and it had broken down. Now, I want to put in perspective for those who haven't visited that part of the world what that means. What that actually means is um, you are completely fucked. Because unless someone else comes <laughs> along... Like, so the Old Man of Store, which is an amazing place on an amazing island... They're very understated, or they certainly have been traditionally, about their sightseeing bits, in, particularly on Sky. There is nothing right. other than just a wooden sign saying the old man of store and an arrow. There's no gift shop. There's no car park. There's no nothing to, to let you know beyond the sign. To the point of, if that sign blew away or got pulled down, I don't know how many people would be able to find it. So the point is, he's not broken down in the car park of some national park in you know, in, in the Lake District or whatever. And it can just get back on the road. Yeah, no. it's it's a. It, I mean, the, the Old Man Store, I think, is about a 15-minute drive away from um, uh, Portree, which is the biggest town on Sky and isn't very big. And that itself is about you know, an hour away from the mainland, probably. Anyway. Yeah. Um, he said, yeah, so I broke down. No problem. I thought, I'll call my breakdown people. And they put me through to my hometown branch of my bank because my breakdown insurance came through my bank. My hometown branch is on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> after explaining my situation to the lady on the phone she proceeded to piss herself laughing that i was 800 miles away from home and up shit creek and overall it took two weeks for my van to be towed all the way back from the scottish highlands to the back to the isle of Wight. i mean i'm hoping that he managed to escape that particular situation himself like he's not he wasn't still in the van when they found him two weeks later oh uh, well he's just sending him just sending him an email to us via satellite phone <laughs> yeah, I'm worried. I wonder what Adler well, stops in it. I, I got back in two weeks' time. Stop. I'm okay. Stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, that's uh, that. That sounds bloody dreadful. But, what but do you need I... your van in two weeks? Oh, what a terrible service. I think that um, yeah, he hasn't named the company, so we we can't uh, shame them. Mm. I, I think no. it is interesting because, of course, in the UK, it's very small and you're not really that far away from anywhere. But up in the Highlands, there are signs that when you sort of drive into a certain part of the Highlands, it will say get your fuel now, last chance to get petrol for like 100 miles or whatever. Right. And I think if you were, went at a certain time of the year and you made some poor decisions, it could go wrong pretty quickly. I mean, I think some a couple of people might have sadly passed away on Ben Nevis maybe a year or two ago because the weather mm. can close in very quickly. And if you've not got the right precautions, you're in big trouble. So it can go wrong. And that's part of the reason people like to go there, right? Because it's so remote and so beautiful. But of course, with that comes the, uh, the danger. You, could, you might find yourself camping in a bothy. I do find bothies fascinating. Yeah, they're lovely. The floor. There's, 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 sometimes, like, when you're in Scotland, I know I bore on about this, but I, I do love it. There's a, there's a place, I think it might be in Glencoe, which isn't actually that remote, but it's beautiful. And um, you can do a walk through there, maybe through a bit of a valley. And at one point, I think I took a photo of it, um, there's just mm. a house. And I'm not being funny. I can't exaggerate to you enough how isolated. It, it's just one <laughs> building, tiny. <laughs> and someone obviously lives there because it's like a car outside and there's a washing on the line. It's, it's yeah. the same in Iceland, by the way. Iceland's like that. You'll just drive through mm. through what looks like Mars and you'll just see a house. Listen, you're talking to a guy who announces several TV shows on uh, 
on D-Max, all about being off-grid ice road truckers. in Alaska. Ice, well, ice road truckers have a job to do, but these people live off-grid in homesteads and they've got to move um, their toilets because it's flooding. The, the, where Every time spring comes, the flood comes. I've spoken about it before, but my God, why people live in such remote locations. They must really hate people. But it's the ultimate idea, isn't it? It's the ultimate thing where the idea of it is probably so much better than the reality of it because oh, yeah. when reality sets in, you need to drive 15 minutes minimum <laughs> to just get a pint of milk. It's just, I mean, it's just like where, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the things around me. Uh, a SanDisk Ultra um, SD card, a little thing you've um, with you, fed. Where, where, where am I going to get my Sudafed? For crying? Where am I going to get my Sudafedrine? I'm addicted like Donald Trump. <laughs> you and Donald Trump keeping Sudafed in business. Well, he does, he does uh, European strength, so he knows what's what. I find that fascinating. The European strength is stronger than the American because I thought that the Europeans were much more regulated on that kind of thing. I think the US are more regulated because you can make uh, crank out of it. I don't think we oh, make that's right. Crank. Yeah. There's some really interesting socio and economic reasons as to why methamphetamine's never really taken off in Europe. Um, I don't know mm. what they are, but I read about it before and I've forgotten all of them. But big it was in, fascinating. Big in, at North, the time. big in North Korea, apparently. Oh, but mate, I mean, come on. That's why uh, one else, of the things. One of the things. This kind of this kind of um, this kind of pseudo appreciation because of the banter in quotes of of uh, Kim Jong Un. I find horrendous. As someone who's, I mean, a lay, I'm a layman, but I've read a couple of books about North Korea. I find that hugely distasteful. Hugely um, distasteful. Yeah, he's very. Yeah, but, but you'd probably say like memefulness uh, to to a lesser degree. Um, Putin, Trump. I mean, you know, anybody who is ridiculous in uh, in a modern time in modern times. Who, I mean, it's it's an achievement that they've managed to run North Korea like they've managed to run them um, during the last, you know, the internet age. Effectively, trying to run a um, a closed country in in, in such a in such a time is. Uh, but a, but, a but the difference, the key difference is that very weird. But the key difference is Donald Trump was like was like democratically elected as a leader. And so, yeah, it's, but, it's, but a, it's, it's a different, it's a completely different situation, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, I guess. So. I but, but, but my I mean, point, I guess, well, I'm getting to the point, Pete, which is basically that I, I don't think that enough people, particularly in the West, know anywhere near enough about that regime. And if they did, they probably wouldn't be quite so quick to laugh about it as they are. Uh, yeah, but you could. But why isn't? Um... You know why isn't why isn't we could talk about Xi Jinping and you know the the imprisonment of the yeah. of of the Muslims and stuff and why why isn't you know the the, the Arab world uh, shocked and talking about that all the time it's it, it's a yeah. weird time it's everything's moving very very quickly and it seems that money is very much uh, the thing that talks and before before we we disappear up our own assholes and before we finish the show um, can I just please say that I'm really very much enjoying the Witcher three Wild Hunt now I've kind of got with oh, it oh good you, you've kind of broken through a little bit it's yeah. a bit wordy at times but it's uh, but it's a very enjoyable characterful Lord of the Ringsy kind of experience I, th- I think what it does really well as a game is it and I'm obviously I know I'm a basic bitch on this but but stay with me what what it does really well is it. Um, it, it kind of makes you learn the ropes. So there's loads of things you can't do until you get to a certain level. And initially that's quite frustrating, 
But as you yeah. slowly get through it and you get up the levels, it becomes more and more interesting and more and more rewarding. And I think what I needed was just a bit of patience. And because I was playing it on a Switch Lite, which is quite a bit smaller, I needed to immerse myself in it by putting headphones in, maybe dimming the lights a bit to get into the world. Mm. And I found it tremendously rewarding ever since. I'm really enjoying it. Are you enjoying hanging out? I can't remember the name of the um, horse. What's the name of the horse? Roach. Roach. But the thing is, the thing that really, the the thing that gut punched me was that I love Roach. He's a great horse. And uh, Mm. obviously Geralt relies on him a great great deal. He's just a great horse. (laughs) And you can put a good saddle on him and and put little trophies on him and stuff. But then I found out halfway through, uh, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know spoilers about The Witcher, then don't listen to this bit. Is just that... by saying spoiler alert, we know exactly what happens. <laughs> no, Geralt. No, 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 Geralt. It's not. No, no, it's not. It's much more. It's much more complicated than that. It mm. turns out that Geralt apparently goes through horses like nobody's business and just calls every single one of them Roach, like James Bond. So he doesn't get attached to them. <laughs> no. Yeah. Sad. Very sad. I was very sad to hear that. It cut against my oh. sensibilities. You're my Roach. Oh, thanks, mate. You can ride me all I'm, day I'm... long. I'm a professional sidekick, after all. Yeah, you are. Mm. That's not my doing. Aye. That's your own doing. I feel like I'm the sidekick Boy. to you on this show, though. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, let's get out of here. That's uh, Luke and Pete's show done for another week. We will be, of course, back on Monday for more of this inanity. Thank you very much for sticking with us. We love having listeners. It's very kind of you to get in touch. And if you want to do so, hello at lukeandpeteshow.com. If you've got nothing to email about, Drop us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your pods. Pete's just that snapped, his, that was, sna- snapped his femur. That was, um, that, was, uh, that, that was me dropping a review slash my Sudafed. Very, very nice. Uh, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Luke and Pete Show as well. Have a lovely weekend. Um, stick together. Uh, enjoy whatever uh, stuff you can get up to at home. Maybe watch The Last Dance on Netflix. Very, very good. I'm not the first person to Ooh. recommend that, but it's a fantastic series. Give that a go. Let us know what you think. Thank you very much, Big yeah. Donaldson. Goodbye, everyone. That's goodbye from me as well. This was a Stakhanov production.